everyone. Thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope today's conversation inspires you and builds your faith for the moment you are in right now. Know that God's love for you truly changes everything. Enjoy the message. I just wonder as we get ready to go into uh, to our Bible teaching today, if we could continue in an attitude of prayer uh, with all of the challenges that continue in our community and around the world. And uh, I just feel a heavy burden for what Scripture tells us to do, which is to pray for kings and leaders and those in authority and uh, feel the responsibility for us to do that yet again this morning. Could we just take a minute before we get into our teaching? Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we live in such challenging days. And uh, just in a conversation with somebody this morning, who is expressing their appreciation for this church and, uh, and how we've tried to, to navigate these difficult times. And, uh, and yet the reality is, Lord, we know that we live in a world of division and anger. And uh, Lord, it's so easy for us to sit back and criticize on all sides. And yet we know one thing, We know one thing, that you're a good God, that you are faithful, and that scripturally you have called us to pray for those in authority. And so we pray that here in our province. We pray that for leaders around the world. Uh, Lord, we pray that for community health leaders right now. We pray that for medical staff and those who are working so hard here and around this country and around the world in this Omicron surge. And Lord, uh, we look forward with expectation, believing that greater things are yet to come. Though the season may last for a night, joy comes in the morning. And so, Lord, we thank you that as we were reminded this morning, you are our living hope In Jesus' name, we pray and thank you. And everybody say together. Hey, let me ask you a question, folks. As we start this brand new series today, how many of you, est-ce que vous êtes prêts? How many of you, are you ready to study God's word today? Come on, let me get... Oh, I know. Everybody's just, everybody snowed in and masked up and tired out, right? And so I, I don't know about you, but I am ready to get to the foundation for our lives, the Word of God, and, uh, and to, to ask the Holy Spirit to give us revelation in our lives for whatever you're going through. And I think this series is the right thing for this season. We're starting a brand new series today called finding wisdom. Now, we've kind of joked in the office that, uh, that we think there should be a subtitle to this, that we should, you know, that, that it's more than that. Why do we need to find wisdom? And so, honestly, I seriously considered calling the series this, finding wisdom because people out there be crazy. Amen. But I'm not sure that that would be very wise. That sounds kind of harsh and, and judgmental, so we don't want to say that. So instead, we're just going to call the series Finding Wisdom. And we're going to begin today in the book of Proverbs. Because today, if you ever feel like wisdom is hard to find when you look around the world, 
There's a reason for that. The Bible tells us in the book of, of Proverbs. And as we get started in this today, I think the key is, first of all, we need to define the word wisdom. Because there is a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And this can confuse us sometimes because they sound very similar. But there is a difference. Knowledge is just like it sounds. Knowledge is about what you know. But wisdom is what you do. Right? Do you see the difference? Knowledge is knowing the right stuff or knowing lots of stuff. Maybe we know lots of stuff, but not necessarily the right stuff. And wisdom, though, is actually knowing what to do. Uh, Tracy and I got married when we were students in college. And when we were in university, uh, we got married at a really young age. And, and like we encourage everybody to do, even to this day, we uh, made it a priority to get premarital counseling. And so we talked about who, who should we pick? And we decided to pick somebody who, I'm not going to say uh, his name, we'll just call him my hero. Uh, because this guy who had been uh, my hero was, uh, he was an amazing leader, an amazing uh, teacher and, and preacher. And I mean, he was the kind of guy, he would get up on the platform and people would hang on his every word. You know, he would tell stories and you'd, he'd have you crying one minute and, and laughing the next minute and unpacking biblical truth in an amazing way. And he was so captivating. And so much so that a university actually hired him to train up young leaders. And so, uh, so we, we asked him, to, uh, to do our premarital counseling, and graciously he agreed to do so. And so we met in his office with him every week at the university, and uh, we sat down with him, and he taught us about life. He taught us about marriage. He taught us about relationships and, and about priorities and about finances. And every time he opened his mouth, it was just like uh, knowledge and smart stuff came spilling out. And so we got married and we started to try to apply all of this knowledge to our lives and to our marriage when shockingly three years later it came out that he was having an inappropriate relationship with a student and uh, he was messing around with a student and he lost his marriage, he lost his job, he lost everything that he had been working for. And, and, and what you realize is that he had a lot of knowledge. He knew the right stuff. He, he knew what to do. But what he lacked was wisdom. He knew it, but he didn't do it. And, and, and one of the problems in our world today, I think, is, is not just lack of knowledge, which again, we, as I said a minute ago, that sometimes it's not just knowing a lot of stuff, it's knowing the right stuff, but we have access to more information than ever before in the history of the world with the internet and the little devices that we carry in our pockets and in our purses, that now, you know, we have every answer to any question that you could ever find, although we have a hard time knowing whether the answers are accurate it or not because you know more and more we're like we, we don't know what to trust and, and and what we find is this that that knowledge without wisdom 
can actually be a dangerous thing. We see that in our world today, that knowledge without wisdom actually causes more problems than it solves. And so, as we get started today, we're going to launch into the book of Proverbs. Now, a lot of this series comes from Proverbs, not every bit of it, not the entire series, but we are going to spend some time in this book, and it's really handy because it's 31 chapters, which comes out to exactly a period of one month. And so, all of our small groups, we're encouraging as a small group together to do the Proverbs challenge, to spend one day, one chapter every day for 31 days to get through the book of Proverbs. And I hope that you will consider doing that. Maybe today you would start with chapter one, tomorrow with chapter two, Tuesday with chapter three. And here's what I hope God will do for you if you will ask him. That maybe each day God will give you one verse, maybe one proverb in each chapter that really speaks to you. And maybe you can take that that one verse, that one proverb, and maybe you can write it down. Maybe you can put it on your phone. Maybe you could print it out or or write it on a stick-it note and and put it on the mirror in in your bathroom or put it on the refrigerator door. And that, that, that that proverb could be something, that verse could be something that maybe God wants to to speak wisdom into your life about. And so would you do that as you read through one chapter every day in the book of Proverbs over the next 31 days? Don't just read it and close the book and walk away, but to to read it and ask God, is there one particular verse that stands out that you want to teach me something about today? And so let's get started in chapter one for the introduction here. In, In chapter one, verse one, it says, this is the pro- these are the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. For gaining wisdom, so it tells us what these Proverbs are for. They are for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to those who are simple. Knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables. The sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise what? Fools despise wisdom. And so let's talk for a minute about why the book of Proverbs is so valuable for us. First of all, because Proverbs helps foolish become smart. How many of you would say that there are times that you did something, said something, thought something, bought something, when all of a sudden you said, oh, cheese and crackers. I can't believe I did that. Have you ever been there? Like, what was I thinking? I I think a few of these pictures represent people who could use the book of Proverbs. Uh, For example, don't tell anybody it's a secret nuclear bunker. Nobody's going to find it, right? Or uh, I, I don't think this 
transportation mode is going to work out too well. Thanks for laughing, Mark. I appreciate that very much. Uh, and how, how about this one? Uh, I, 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 Bob, just wait. I can get more into the wood chipper. I promise I'll, I'll get, get it taken care of. Or maybe when you're... This is proof positive of why women have a longer life expectancy than men. Or maybe when you're having trouble finding a place to park, uh, you can make a space anywhere, they say, if you're confident enough. Uh, I don't know about you, but I find this car very appealing. Appealing. Groans are appreciated. It's okay. Uh, If you ever wonder what makes the hamburgers taste so good, our secret ingredient is our people. Our secret ingredient is our people. I'm not sure exactly. I think I know what they were trying to communicate with this one. Kids with gas eat free. Uh, and, uh, And then here's my favorite. I think the Dynasty Buffet needs to get their sign fixed. Don't you think that that would be helpful? Uh, these, these are people who need the book of Proverbs, right? And so, uh, so Proverbs helps foolish become smart. And my prayer for each one of us is each day as we spend some time in a particular chapter, in each chapter every day over the next 31 days, that maybe God will speak to you with some specific Proverbs that you need to hear, some specific verses that speak to a situation in your life, and the Spirit of God is going to speak wisdom into your situation, and maybe even wisdom into your, dare we say, foolishness. All of us are foolishness. And here's why this is so beautiful. Number two, because Proverbs is from a father's heart. Proverbs, did you know this is actually a collection of writings from a father to a son? This is Solomon writing to his son. And you find that when you move from verse 7 where we stopped and move into the very next verse, verse 8. He says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They're a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. And so what you're going to find over the next 31 days as you go through the Proverbs chapter after chapter, you're going to discover that this comes from the heart of a father who is pleading, groaning, almost crying out to his son saying, listen, son, I have been through the world and I've learned some lessons the hard way. I've learned what evil people do. I've I've learned how the world tries to entrap us and and ensnare us and trip us up. I've learned how many mistakes that I've made that I wish I could have avoided. And so, son, I want to give to you from some of the wisdom that I have learned the hard way. And one of the main things you're going to see as you go through this chapter after chapter is what we call the law of trajectory. Now, what is the law of trajectory in our lives? Well, it goes something like this. Solomon says, every day, son, you're going to have to make decisions. 
There are decisions that you have to make every day about work and school and dating and marriage and sex and purity and finances and debt and time management and priorities. And and son, some of those decisions that you make are going to be life-altering, huge decisions that you're going to wrestle over because you know that this decision has, has massive consequences. But there are also little decisions that you're going to have to make every day that do not seem consequential. You think they're not a big deal because they're just little tiny decisions that you make every day. And yet, Solomon says, listen, as as you begin to add all of those up, here's what happens. These decisions determine your direction. That all of these, even the little decisions, are like little course correctors every day that help you to either get closer to God and His best for your life or further away from God and away from His best for your life. And so what happens is this, as you add all of these up, that your decisions every day determine your direction, which ultimately determines your destiny. And Solomon says there are going to be times when you get to a certain point in your life and you're going to stop and and wonder, how in the world did did I get here? Like, why did my life turn out the way that it has? And that at that point in your future, you're going to stop and you're going to look back and you're going to realize that it was those choices that you were making when you were a teenager. It was those choices that you were making when, when you were in university, when you started your career, and, and, or when you chose who to marry, or, or when you, you chose what to do with your time and, and with your finances, and when you, how you chose to treat people. Every day, those decisions added up to determine your direction tomorrow, which ultimately determines your destination in life, which is why Proverbs is such a powerful book for us. Because it's Solomon teaching his son what he wishes everybody could know. And I think the theme for the entire book is found in chapter 4, verse 7. So somewhere uh, around, what is that, Thursday maybe, I think, Wednesday or Thursday, you're going to end up at chapter 4. And when you get to verse 7, you're going to say, oh, this is the one that, that maybe unlocks what the whole book of Proverbs is actually about. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Let's read it out loud together in unison. Here we go. Are you ready? Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, wisdom is supreme. Go ahead and help me out, out loud. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get wisdom understanding. Now, at first, this might not seem like that big of a deal. At first, it just kind of looks like, oh, well, it just says that wisdom is important, and so therefore, you need to, like, make a choice to get it. And, and that is what it's saying, but I think it's deeper than that. When you read be, between the lines, and when you, when you go back to the ancient Hebrew of the original text, there are some translations that have have decided to word this a little bit differently. Like, for example, the RSV, the Revised Standard Version, says, this verse is saying, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get it. 
the beginning. In other words, where do you start? When, you're, when you make the decision to find wisdom in your life, how do you begin that process? Well, remember the law of trajectory. Remember, it's the decisions you make today that determine your, your direction tomorrow, which ultimately determines your destination. And the first decision that we have to make to start heading in the right direction is this. You have to make the decision to get it. Now, let me, let me interpret that for you. Here's what that means. If wisdom is something you have to get, it means that wisdom is something you don't already have, right? Because if you already, already had it, then you wouldn't have to go get it, right? And so what does that mean? It means something that actually kind of hurts our feelings a little bit. It means that our natural born state is not wisdom. That if there is a natural default position on the dial, turned from either wise to foolish, as human beings, our natural default position is to foolishness and not to wisdom. And so, if our natural born state is foolishness, in order to find wisdom in our life, the first thing we have to do, the law of trajectory says, the first thing we have to do is to recognize that our default position is foolishness and make a decision to go in a different direction. And, and we believe that direction is Jesus, right? That's what we found. And when you begin to understand this, that our default position in the world is actually foolishness, then all of a sudden things start to make sense. You look around at the state of the world. You look around at how most people end up in uh, debt and divorce and, 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 and addiction and, de and depression and all the things that are so natural in our world today. Where the world says, we finally have it figured out. Thousands of years of human history and everybody else was a fool until today. Now we're the first generation in history to finally have it figured out, right? That's what we, we hear all the time. And yet the reality is we see that we live in a world today that, that thinks that it finally has everything filled, figured out. And yet foolishness is just as prominent today as it was 3,000 years ago when Solomon wrote these words. And so what we're going to do in this series is make the choice to go after wisdom together. And, and, and as we do this, as we, for really more than a month, I think we're probably going to spend about two months maybe in this series, somewhere in that range, because there is so much that the Bible says in, in these course corrections that we need to make in our in our lives. And so in this series, we're going to see stories of, of, of amazing situations in Scripture where wisdom was gained. And we're going we're to see specific people in the Bible, hear stories of these amazing people. We're going to learn specific principles from God's Word to help us go after wisdom together. But before we do, I want to point to Proverbs 4 verse 7 just one more time. Because there's something here that, that we don't want to miss. Wisdom is supreme, it says. Therefore, get wisdom, though it cost. What? Though it cost 
all you have. Get understanding. In other words, wisdom is going to cost you something. It does not come easily in our lives. See, the, the reality is that, that many times the gain of wisdom comes at the expense of pain. Have you ever noticed that sometimes the wisest people you know are actually the people who have been through the hardest trials? Isn't that true? Why is that? It's because safe comfortable lives very seldom yield wisdom. People wonder, why does God allow us to go through so many difficult situations? It's because they become the crucible that determine which direction we are going to run towards, towards the wisdom of God or the foolishness of the world. Wisdom comes at great cost. Though it cost all you have, what else might it cost you? It might cost you some relationships. Because if, if, if the, the, the default position of our world is foolishness, Scripture says, that what we find is that the world often mocks and rejects the wisdom of God. And so you can expect when you begin to pursue God's wisdom in your life, people might start to mock and reject you. That's what we find all throughout the Bible, that it's true. What else wisdom might cost you? Wisdom might cost you having to change your mind about some things. <laughs> wisdom might cost you having to change your, your priorities about some things. See, wisdom often comes at great cost. But what we find throughout the history of the world. And the narrative of Scripture is this. While wisdom is costly, it is worth it. And so as we go through this chapter after chapter after chapter over the next month, can we pray that here together as we start the year 2022, that God would grant us the wisdom that we need. Would you stand with me? Lord, we thank you that you have met with us here today. Those who came here to be with us in person and those who made it a priority to join us on the live stream, Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to meet us here today. And Lord, I just, I just want to stop and pray for anybody right now who has not yet found the ultimate source of what we need Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins that we sang about earlier in this service, that Jesus paid it all, all that we owed, the punishment we deserve, Jesus took it for us on the cross when he died in our place. 
that we can receive his forgiveness. We can receive his new life. And so, Lord, right now, for anybody who may, needs to make that decision, right now in your heart, would you just confess your sin? Confess our foolishness and receive his forgiveness. Lord, convict us and show us the areas that we need to surrender to you in our lives. And for everyone, no matter where we are in this spiritual journey, for those who have not yet made a decision for Christ, Lord, that, that maybe this journey through the book of Proverbs over the next month would begin to, to open up a seed of hunger to get more into the Word of God. Lord, maybe for those who are brand new Christians, that this would be a formational experience to begin to learn the wisdom of God and Lord, for those who have journeyed with Jesus, maybe for many, many decades, Lord, that this would be a reminder, maybe even a course corrector about some areas where we've gotten off track, some ways that we have begun to naturally think more like the world than like the Word of God. And so, Lord, we look forward to this journey that we're going to take together in this series, and we invite you to speak to us, encourage us, and transform us. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about Moncton Wesleyan, we invite you to visit our website at mw.church. We are here to help you with any questions you might have. See you next time.